surface. <laughs> Forget that this thing here. Let's talk about time travel. Okay, let's talk about time travel. I know nothing about it. I think nobody, you two have both experienced it. Nobody knows anything about it, you know. It's all theorizing. But you've experienced it. Yeah. Once accidentally. Once accidentally? You talk about it all the time. No, I, I astral travel. It's not time travel. Okay. So then why don't we do, what's the difference between astral travel and time travel? Well, time travel is... As we think about it, you think you can take your entire body and go somewhere to a different time. And this is obviously not possible. Although there are some technologies that are looking for this, you know, take, taking you apart and putting you apart in someplace else, with this biology, not possible. Maybe with the new robots biology or something, but right now the only, <laughs> the only way to time travel is consciousness travel. But uh, even in that sense, time travel is staying on the same time-space continuance of this Earth. Okay. So you can go back to when you were five years old. And astral travel is going to different And astral travel is just moving out of your body. You can watch yourself sitting right here, okay. just out of your so body. So there's certain meditations that actually are kind of like astral traveling. Yeah. But they're more of like imagine yourself, blah, 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 as opposed to actually managing to yeah. Yeah. Tell you what's time traveling for me in a way that you are doing it. You are doing it. Everybody's doing it. I wrote a post about it once that when when something you're now in the present, something comes up and you bounce back in a second to an old pattern and something comes up and you and, and you know you're you're a kid again and you're insulted like a kid from what happened and this was time travel. Okay. But it goes the other way around. You know, you have, you have, if some, you, you need the courage to do something, like a future self comes out of nowhere, like in the time traveler's wife, you know, mm -hmm. and a future self comes in and, and helps you ha do that leap of faith and this thing that you weren't brave enough to do hmm. from, from a perspective of holding your future self. It's like it, it came into you. Time traveled back, and then you're doing the step. So most of the time, you know, we say that we don't live in the present. Most of the time, we're either in the past or the future. Mm -hmm. Time travel is every day. Let's see you stay here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, Castaneda, in his book, talks about um, the two forms of shape-shifting. One is when you just change the projection that you put outside. So you actually look the same, but a person that looks at you, you look thinner, taller, uh, you have a different eye color, you look older, younger, different thing, but you don't actually change. The other way is exactly, uh, is in fact reconstruction, deconstructing and reconstructing your atoms that you're not a cat or a tree. Mm. Um, and I think time travel that you were talking about is like a teleportation of your body but is that really needed? Like, do we really have to have a body? Because what happens if you take your, you know, 2013 Carmel and you travel back to, you know, 2003 and you meet Carmel? But that's the thing. You can't do it with the body right now. So you talk about but the forms of... But what if you could? I mean, what damages would that cause 
into the time-space continuity if we take into consideration that it's actually not linear. So everything is happening at once. So what happens is there are two Carmel in one moment. So here's the thing. You're doing, uh, part of the things that you're doing or, or were doing was Shikhtu um, Gilgulim, uh, how do you say it? Reincarnation. Reincarnation therapy. therapy. So reincarnation therapy is a form of time travel. You ask people to close their eyes, go back to a moment, live that moment, do something else, and when they get off the bed, something changes in their lives. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a physical, we didn't change, it's not a time travel paradox, we didn't change the reality of what happened, we changed our perspective of the reality. I, I got to be there, really be there, do something else, feel the satisfaction, the change has happened for me as if I took another timeline here. Exactly. And I think this is the only way that we will travel in this exactly. life. Exactly. You know? This is what you're doing in RC, right? Sort of. You're going back to the place where the pattern exists. In RC, RC is reevaluation counseling. Mm. It's uh, it started in the U.S. in the 50s and basically... Carmel doesn't know about RC. I don't know if she knows the history. Okay. Not, not um, But uh, it started in the U.S. in the 50s and basically it talks about... that It has two basics. Um, one is that nobody knows best uh, what's best for me, better than me. I agree. Like, I can't tell what's best for you, better than you. But we live in a society that is so oppressing, and people are telling us what to do every single mm -hmm. moment, all the and time. Our parents, our teachers, exactly. Tell us what our to do. TV, our news matter. So we don't trust ourselves. We're waiting for somebody else to tell yeah. us. That's the first thing. The second thing is that um, all of our irrational responses as adults are originated in things that happens to us as children, usually before the age of five, that we did not release. Um, for example, if you were three years old, you were coming home, hopping and skipping and, and dancing and singing, whatever, your mom was washing the floor with pine-scented uh, liquid, and you slip. Now, if somebody gives you a hand and tell you and just helps you to get up, that's fine, you just move on with your day. But if everybody gets hysterical and says, Oh my God, what happened? And you get nervous because of it, maybe for the rest of your life, you'll get nervous every time you smell pine and you'll never know why. Yeah, I'll say, I hate that pine scent. And it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Yeah. And it's something that just happened as opposed to if somebody would just give you a hand and maybe you cry a little bit and you release it right there and then, and you forget it. It's clean, it's out. So, RC talks about um, taking a pattern that is repeated, going back to the earliest memory of it that you can, and, you know, releasing it there. Yeah, so I wonder, I get back to your question, yeah. I wonder if this is a form of time travel, because releasing a pattern, if you remember when it happened, and you can understand it and release the connection, it's not necessarily like reincarnation therapy, that you actually yeah. you get to experience in your imagination in a way that is beyond your imagination. You're actually living it. You're going there with your consciousness in a way. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we travel over space as well. If you sit here now and nap and think about, hmm, L.A., am I being L.A. already? And let's look at that space. And, and you you're feel it. There. You're going there because if I'll, if I'll say something, you won't hear me. You're not here. Your yeah. body is here, but you're traveling to LA now. 
See? Know that and it's come to less body and it's an empty shell. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's, 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 she used to do that a lot. I haven't seen her do it in years. My students do that. I see them in class. I know I'm talking to them, but they are, I, I don't know, at the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why. <wild>. Come back. <laughs> um, so I, I don't, well, I think this is a difference between time travel and, and space travel, like time-space travel. Um, and this is why I like sliders a lot, because what they talk about is um, staying on the same time continuous, like it's always, you know, 1990, whatever, 96. But 96, in a different dimension. But on a different dimension. Timeline. Different Earth. It's always on Earth. Interesting. And, but, and it's always the same year. But it's always a different, but it's different uh, Earth. Different Earth. And I really Earth. loved some of their um, episodes in which they really dealt with, uh, you know, through sci-fi, you deal a lot with social issues. So yeah. they had yeah. one of these episodes in which the, the difference in that timeline was that the Spaniards um, won the, the war um, uh, in up, up the United States, you know. So the United States had a Spanish and not an English majority. And you know, Spanish people were everywhere, and they were the the rich people, and the English people were the Canadians, you know, and they were the servants. And you see the the people from the uh, coming mm. from you know the English families are the servants and the low status, and their um, people from uh, from Canada are trying to um, to illegally immigrate into the rich country of the United States, which is Spanish, and and you know uh, a lot of. Um, Actually, Mexico, because it's a yes. huge Spanish hub, is richer than the United States, and a lot of people from the states are trying are slipping into Mexico every day. They reverse everything. Wow, wow. It's so <laughs> cool. Episode when they dealt with how you watched the show as well. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the nineties. Was one of our favorite shows. Absolutely. <laughs> I just I just got us the first season. Every episode that would go to a different timeline and and. That I love the one. Just a bit. One thing didn't happen, and oh, one thing did happen. Did happen, and wow. and everything was different. It's so idea. cool. I loved it until it became full on sci-fi. You know. Well, I like the full on sci-fi, yeah, but then it lost the whole you know different Earth thing and became more of like fighting the chromags or whatever that was called. Yeah. You know, and I lost it there. But and they changed uh, my favorite Jerry McConnell, and at that point they just lost me altogether. <laughs> but um. What I wanted to say is that they had one episode that I really like, and I think it's really relevant for these days, where um, by 30, you were old, you were done. Mm. Hmm. So voting age was like nine. Hmm. So you were trying to suit everything for young people. I didn't see that. And young people are like nine and 11 years old, and these are the people that are running your country. And you go like... This is scary, but this might happen. I mean, you see it here. I, what company? I think it's TNT or something that has a has a um, uh, their their slogan is "25 is old." Oh yeah, I saw this. You I saw this. Uh, Twenty-five is old. You know where does this come from? It comes from what we spoke yesterday in a way that you you keep stressing what's important 
is the outside, it's the speed. So, right, you're very sharp sometimes at 9, at 10. You learn very fast new technologies as a kid. You seem like, you feel like you know everything because you have a speed and you, have, you learn fast and you have all those, those outside skills that are very fresh. Mm. But what is the inside of a 9 year old? There's, there's what no does he depth, know? There's no depth of wisdom. There's exactly. Insight, there's no wisdom. Exactly. So I don't want a world of nine years old. No, not at all. <laughs> at and, all. and you know what? That goes back to what we were talking about, lumosity, the brain training, which actually gets you to that point where you can sharpen your brain yeah. at 30 or 40 or 50, you know. 60 or 70 or 80. Uh, yes, but like keep sharpening your brain so you can learn new things faster. Get the flexibility that kids have where they can you know, this is Ender's game, mm -hmm. you know? When they invent new um, fighting techniques, just because they've not been molded into something, they've not been taught But you see, this is, a, this is my problem with Ender's game as well and with this kind of world in which you value this as, as more than wisdom, more than solving your deep psychological problems that Ender has, you know? This, this is lumosity. But that's what I'm talking about. Lumosity actually helps you regain all of those skills at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever, to be able to use your wisdom as that's well right. as your brain. You can go from the things that make us do the deep search, which is our self-abuse, to use. It actually trains you to use your mind as a tool instead of allowing the mind to use you. Most of my... What, I, what I'm realizing through this particular, through this lumosity is that I'm brilliant, yet my mind was not used enough, so it fed. used me. It wasn't fed, so it tried to reevaluate and figure out every single situation in my life up to the point where I would go back into patterns of things that I've been trained from, from the United States, which is negativity, competition, fear, doubt, everything like that. My mind would just finally circle back to that point and sort of self-destruct and then try to find a way out and it was this constant cycle of, of finding my way out of the mess and getting back in the mess and finding my way out of the mess and getting back into the mess because my because mind didn't have enough things. That was the only challenge you had exactly. to get out of the mess and you had to create the mess again so we can get and out of the mess. kind of like what I'm starting what to look mean? at is like this is the whole insanity of self-development is that it's actually people, a lot of us that are not finding ways to utilize our mind in progressive ways, in challenging ways. So we've got to sort of work through and try to break down and alleviate all of our internal structures. And I mean, there's total value to it. But like anything, it becomes a drug, you know? And you spend, you'll spend years and years and maybe your whole life reconstructing and deconstructing your mental capacity. And staying in the same place or maybe yep. moving one or two steps forward. Okay. But not really advancing as opposed to when you have the brain uh, training, when you have the flexibility, when you have the ability to look at things differently and you can, you know, feed your brain stuff that will stimulate it to grow and leave aside everything that doesn't really matter, like over and over and over and over analyzing 
something that happened to you 50 years ago that really doesn't matter if you had something else to feed your brain that would be more interesting, more constructive, and will take you forward. Not that I'm saying that it's not important to get to the roots of things, I do, but not when you go in a certain Not always through the brain, by the way. The roots yeah. are not always rooted yeah. through the brain. Exactly, and if we can actually use the brain, then the body goes through its own process of releasing the deep inner wounds. They will release. They will release. And we bring awareness to them and allow them to release. And then they release and they release and they release and they release. And over time, they really release. But what happens is that we're not using our mind. So something releases and then our mind goes, oh, I've got to figure this out. What is, what is wrong with me? So you see, this you know? is why when you started telling me that you're doing this brain training, I didn't, I, I didn't care about it at first because I thought, you know, well, we have enough of the brain. Thank you, you know. And uh, I'm thinking now maybe what you're saying is it puts the brain in context with, with everything else. It actually calms it down, put it, puts it in its own context. It because because, it, I think it's because uh, sometimes when you say sharpening, I'm thinking again like the brain is growing over everything else and controlling it. And, and I'm thinking more that what you said now is actually just putting the brain, this is your part, there are other parts here, exactly. and you have to know your part. Actually, and what, it all, what it's also doing is it's freeing you. It frees me. Because uh, when my mind is sharp, I can actually spend more time in the space, which I love, because I can come into my work and I can make very fast decisions and I can remember people's okay. names and I can focus on the things that are truly important to me and it gets me, it's like getting me in touch with my, my value system and everything and it, it's like making my life more integral, it more integrated. It challenges your brain to its own development instead of Controlling the other part. Exactly. <laughs> controlling the other part. I got it now. There you go. I got it there now. There you go. So, so I would want to do this then. Because I thought, you know, if I'm just yeah. sharpening my brain, oh, it's got enough here. <laughs> Shut up, you know. Now it's <laughs> My dad is doing it. He's 55 years old. And my dad is doing it. I'm loving every second of it. And actually, when you're doing it, I... I, I, I uh, I'm doing it from here. It's like I sit right here. Here being in your crown chakra. Or above exactly. Above it's like head. I'm constantly breathing into this space that's a few inches above the top of my head. And I'm just watching myself go through these things. And I feel all the neurotransmitters and everything, they're just like, it's like they're getting a workout. Yay. They're getting a dance, you know? They're just like, yay! And you feel all these different little pulsations happening and releases of different emotions and things like that. And then at the end of it, I feel this deep sense of calm. It's like my brain just had its... And now my brain is getting a Shavasana. <laughs> but it's done its, it's done its workout for the day. Yeah, it's going to nap after a long workout and then we can actually be... <laughs> and you know what? I watch it affects me in a different way because I've been taught from a very early age that I'm not good at math. I don't think it's true, but I watch how whenever I get a math game, I panic. Mm. My first reaction is panic. And I have to breathe into it and do the exercise. And I panic with the word games. Mm. And I found that I'm doing really well with the word games now, and she's doing much better with the math games. Not too good, but better, definitely. Well, I'm, I'm, I suck at math at a point that I don't even go near a math game to panic. That's I just know it's going to be... That's what I thought. But you <laughs> keep it again and you have to play it. 
Well, we'll see. Try it. I will suck at it. Well, that's. <laughs> I'm getting better, and I'm getting very, better, and I'm getting better. It's very simple math, but what it what it's really good with is giving you the response system to articulate very fast to come up with a solution. Yes. Instantly, mm -hmm. you know, that's and, and, and trust the problem for and the trust that solution. You know, which is it's it's brilliant yeah. the way that it works. It's not just it's not teaching you math. You can very well see that the game is not designed it's to teach you how to be good. I'll try. I'll try. Ten know. minus eight. Yeah. But it moves fast, and you have to get the answer too really fast and quick. Actually, it starts okay. out slow, but yeah. then it starts to rain a little bit faster and faster. And it measures. It measures uh, how well you did and how well you did under pressure as well. Yeah. So sometimes I find that I didn't do very well generally, but I did really be much better under pressure. So it is about you know practicing, and I found like when I play a game, if I play three times, I immediately see huge improvement. Like in a row, you know, I play it, then I click play again, then I click play again. I see immediate improvement as opposed to if I play one game and stop, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to play it again. No, I'll play it again immediately. I improve. Play it again immediately. I improve. But if I play more than five, for me, this is where I start to climb down again. So I've learned, you know, my way of improving and stopping and then moving to the next game. Well, maybe for me, I'll have the opposite of Daniel. You know, I, I, was, I was going around thinking I'm bright, and I find out that according to this lamosity, I suck. What I'm <laughs> so thoroughly surprised about is that I'm actually like three or 400 points above her, which blows my mind. Blows my mind I because I look at her. So it's so brilliant. But <laughs> I, I know that he's brilliant. The reason why I feel, see, I still kind of step back and go, well, I grew up playing video games. And part of this practice is actually your ability. Speed as well. You, yeah. You control that, that's what I don't like. You know? But I need time to the think. The memory games, I'm still. Really good. I'm doing really good. Oh, memory, memory was something really I thought I was. But he thought he was really bad at. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just acing these memory games. You know, short-term memory games, which I thought was like. And long-term. I mean, the familiar faces. You have to remember at the seventh stage, you remember faces that came in the first time. You have a game where you have to remember people's names with their faces. And what they order at the restaurant. And what they order. Well, what you order at a restaurant is happening right there. Mm -hmm. But you actually, the game builds on itself to where you have to remember people's names that you might have learned two weeks ago. And then they show up at your restaurant again, and then you say their name. And they're only going to give you a full tip if you remember their name. And yeah, it's cool. It's, it's freaking cool. brilliant. And I realized today, I walked into my yoga class, and I remembered both teachers' names. Both of them. Like, very easily. I didn't even have to think. You know, it just came, and I was like, you are brilliant. that, it works. Are the games free? You, we pay, they, you can have three games a, a day for free, but then you we don't pay? get to check your, yeah, you your, yourself to others. Which, no, 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 no. Care, but, but, a lot it more was worth it, we paid about, what, 50 or 60 dollars a year? No, it was, mm -hmm. mine was 48. Okay, and mine was, year. and mine was, I think, uh, close to 60. But then you can play as many games as you want per day. And it was you know? so worth it. Yeah. You know? It's so worth it. Because if you only play the three games, you don't get to go back and play them again. You can play them over and over while you're doing it, but after those three games, you can't go back and play any other games. And they have like 50, 60 different games. Mm -hmm. And That's so when you... What? Right oh my God! And they're brilliant. And and what you can do is you find out the areas when you when you purchase it. Then they give you a profile, and then you find out the areas where you're actually not 
progressing, and you can go back and play games that will help you advance in that area. So is it research-based? It's they all research-based. Research That's the first thing that you do is you find out about the research. I just downloaded the PDF. I can, I can give you the PDF of the mm -hmm. research. And it's, I mean, it's helping people with Alzheimer's. It's helping people, definitely helping people in their old uh, age to be sharp and to be, you know, it's yeah. like, and just think about it. I mean, if your brain was getting a daily exercise. 20 minutes. You know? Half an hour. Yeah, yeah, my I, dad could do it. <laughs> I thought mine could do it. And I think Sasha, if she could use a computer, would do it too. Yeah. Uh, it, How do we get to that time travel? <laughs> well, that's our brains. We were talking about our brains. Um, that's the thing, because you know, we come from a culture that really values only the brain. It really Actually, doesn't, doesn't no. get the connection uh, with, with everything else. culture values the physical aspect more than the brain. Yeah, it's true. What do you mean? Our culture will not put um, smart people, Nobel, Nobel Prize winners, on cereal boxes. So, oh, no, 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 I don't mean it that way. I mean it's when, you know, in the, in the research world and everything that we're looking at, you're, you're a brain. Everything that you are is in the brain. Nobody's really, really talking about, you know, um, the heart, um, movement, kinesthetic intelligence, things like that. You think that everything that is you is in the brain. Well, if they talk about taking you out, you equals the brain. I think, therefore, I am. Well, cause and they, it's not they right. haven't found a way to see a physical manifestation of the heart yet. And they see very many physical manifestations of what the brain is. You know why? Be. Because the heart... It's a physical world. But That's the you only know reason. why? Because the heart is a... Is a okay. It's magnetic. It's an organ. It's, it's nothing. Magnetic. It's just a pump. When you say the heart, you mean the heart chakra, yeah. and they haven't recognized yes. the chakra, so they would yeah. never find that place but where this thing happens. But that's not happen. absolutely true that they haven't recognized it. I mean, you have the the Kirillic photos, not, not showing the auras and showing the magnetic science yet, whatever um, they say. I, it, it does. It does. More scientists are actually moving into more holistic science. And, and if you want to talk about it, it would be nice to see it still so far away. And then even in math and physics, they're talking about time travel, multiverse, string theory. These all things sound like, you know, science they fiction. They expect and the body to do this time travel. But, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're already talking about things that are not real that you can't touch. So I think it's just a very small step away yeah. from... And there are a lot of scientists today that are opening up into a, we'll call it spiritual practices, you know, learning that, you know, the breath affects your brain, okay, and finding so the something connection that. The meditation affects your brain. And spirit. Science and spirit, the finding the... I mean, not everybody's Richard Dawkins, you know? There are a lot of scientists that are finding those connections. Yeah, but the problem is, is paradigmatic because they still look on the stuff that you can, um, that only the, on the stuff that you can measure and they won't acknowledge something that is not measurable. So they take a me meditating monk and they see that when he meditates, actually something changes his brain frequency. They say, yeah. well, you know what? Meditation does affect the body. Meditation is good. You can do it to relax. Bye-bye. I mean, that will not... Yeah, it's, but it's, it's nothing. I mean, oh, it's another relaxation practice. This, is a, this has very deep inner dimensions in which you actually you can change yourself. You can, you can learn compassion, things like that. Know, but, but it's not measured. Science. But that's how you start. Yeah. But this is a reduction. You hate the reduction of yoga into a sport. It, it comes from the Actually, same place. Actually, funny enough, is, is that's a very strong language to the place that I'm in now. 
Do I hate the reduction of yoga into a sport? No. I feel it was a valuable step for me to actually go into a practice that has now furthered my life in, in various different dimensions. And what science does is it gives rationalizations to all the incredible things that are happening to us. It puts them in perspective. It makes them material so that people can accept them into their lives and then naturally Something this, else will happen. This is what my greatest yes. teacher told me all the time. My first teacher in yoga, he said, you just come here, be on the mat, work on your physical body, and all the spiritual stuff is just going to happen to you. And, and I want to point something else out that science does. You know, we uh, eat a lot according to the Ayurvedic system. And, um, and which is an in-depth science. But I'm not Whoa. going into that. And, uh, you know, our favorite food is kichari. And it uses turmeric. And we used to cook that every day in the house. And we were at my dad's and he was freaking out. Turmeric everywhere, turmeric everywhere, it's turmeric everywhere. I hate turmeric, I can't stand it. And then about, I don't know, a year later, they started talking about how you should take turmeric pills because it helps to prevent cancer, to lower your blood pressure, blah, 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 for your liver, whatever it is. My dad called me out and goes like, I'm going to buy a turmeric pill. And I was like, Dad, you have a, a whole jar of turmeric. Just put it in your food, you know? So there you go. Science proves it. Apparently, people get it at some point. They, they, so he doesn't believe in Ayurveda. I don't care. Science just I told him to do it. He's doing it. That's fine. You know, let me tell you a nice story. I love science. Speaking about yes. this science and, and new age. A couple of weeks ago, I see this uh, in an Israeli newspaper, I see this in a link from somebody's Facebook, uh, a headline that says, Five Techniques to Erase Unpleasant Memories. Like, you know, I see this in, in, in some academic professor's Facebook, and I'm like, what the fuck? What is he doing? Did someone hack his... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> if, uh, what what is this guy doing? Did someone hack his his uh, Facebook? I mean, he wouldn't do something like that. He's crazy essayist and stuff. And I click on it, and I see, you know, it was in Haaretz, and it was written by a brain scientist. It's sort of like you know, five. Today we know we know more and more about the brain, and there are techniques actually, and we can you know like not like in science fiction erase the unpleasant memories, but there are some things that you could do that could actually do that. What do you think is technique number one? The believe Yeah. Could you believe it? And that there were five techniques that they were just taken exactly out of a, some new age workshop. And this brain scientist was, was writing this, you know, yeah, well, you know, when you really forgive someone, it takes up the charge of the neuron, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, there you know, they're, they're finally seeing they're the science behind every, you know, and, and, and these were the same people who would go to a, to a new age workshop, and if they were taught to forgive someone, they're like, what is this bullshit, you know? But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> And this is, you know what, the old uh, magical orders uh, of the 19th, 18th, 19th centuries, uh, I think it was Crowley or Regardy, I'm not sure, that says that magic is simply what we cannot prove yet. So we consider it as science. Yeah, we consider it as magic, but science will prove it. And this is where we're at, you know. So you talk about, well, it's a reduction. Fine, it's a reduction. If people go with it, it's a gate. It's a gate. The reduction is a gate. It's a good start. Yeah. So Just think of it like a language. 
you know, some people speak the scientific language, some people speak the spiritual language. If you speak the scientific language, then you're coming to something through science. If you speak the spiritual language, you'll come through something through spirituality. Wait, you know? can we hold hands and go... <laughs> if that's what gets you into doing something that can change your life, then that's what you need to do. You need to hold hands and go so spiritual. If it was just a translation, I, I would be happy. My, my worry was that some gates reduce it to a point that when you walk the gate, you ignore other dimensions and this is all you do and you stay on that level. But if you say but it's the gate and the other level... But come on, I mean, how many so-called spiritual people do exactly that? They wear white and they hold hands and they think they're so spiritual but they don't actually go into the depth of what that means. Well, this goes back to another so, talk that we had, maybe should be mentioned, about the difference between uh, content and space. Right? Because mm -hmm. there are things that in their content they are spiritual, but they're not really touching that space and in that space. And, and it's, it's very, I mean, we're in, we're in a world of content. People talk about many things. People talk about uh, veganism, liberal uh, thought, rights, and stuff, and they behave to other people in a very different way, and they don't see the difference because they're not in that space of really seeing another this way. They just you know, spreading content. So I think in, in, in spiritualism like also, yeah, it's like uh, bombing, uh, fighting for peace is like, bom uh, is like for fucking virginity. for virginity, exactly. Yeah. So, so, it's, so you see that a lot, and I think because of that, New Age and spirituality have a very bad um, uh, image. In academia, because you see it as another capitalism. It's another way you just do, you know, you just sell something else to someone stupid who holds hands and wears right. white. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I was uh, being from experience, being part of these organizations, you know, being part of this whole, you know, spiritual. What I saw it as is it's actually it's almost identical to the hippie revolution. You know, it just is wearing a different hat. You know, it's a lot of people that really, they don't know what to do. They're scared, full of fear, and they find a way to escape. Yes. And they escape through these spiritual practices and whatever it is, and they, a lot of people, including myself for a long time, did not want to go back to what it's like to have a functional or sustainable life in this world. And some people never come back to it. I think those, like myself, go to that very, very hippie place, but then collect all of that because there's value. There's a lot of value in, in a lot of the practices. If they're not an escape, if you choose to actually integrate the practices to work and to evolve and to grow. But what is happening with a lot of people, and I've experienced this with a lot of people, they come in and they, they experience something and then they spend all their time trying, it's like they took a hit of heroin. And they're just trying to look for that high. They want that drug, they want that high again, and it's never going to sustain. The high is in like the every moment. The high is in Progressing our spiritual, our physical, our mental. It's a holistic life. That's the high. It's the moment to moment. It's the actually being able to walk into society and deal with society and all of its dynamics and all of its changes and all of its different people and everything and being able to sit there and just be yourself. 
completely, you know, and stand for what it is that you stand for. And collect advice from different people and, and really take it into your value system and, and become even more of a, a whole being who really just, you know, shines that out. And this is spiritual. Some of the most spiritual people I know have never been to a whole hand and gather or a Indian ceremony or anything. They are just people that show up in their lives. They're constantly growing. They're constantly giving. They're of service. They're contributing to the world. They are really good in relationships and, and they're really good in their social circles and things like this. But they've never said, you know, I'm in bliss. Thank God. And <laughs> their whole life is a reflection of meditation. Their whole life is what we sit on the mat for, for for 15 minutes. Their whole life is that is that deep sense of relaxation and that deep sense of peace. You know? So there's value in the escape, but at some point, if you try to stay there, I think this is what becomes of these yeah. circles. It's just a bunch of people who are running away from society. They don't know what to do, and you see it. Most of the time, they can't sustain any project. Look at the love revolution. It falls apart. It fell apart. Yeah. It fell apart. So you see... And, they, and, and it was brilliant what they were doing. Just they wanted the high, and they couldn't sustain the high. They couldn't do the work when it didn't feel good to do the work. So it's another you know? dimension of where spiritual practice and technology are the same. You know, they're neutral. You can come and use them to escape. You can come and use them to evolve, right? Exactly. 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 And sometimes it's stages. Maybe you need to escape at the at the beginning in order to clear. But it's like a detox. Okay. But then you have to make the next move. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you step way out of society to way out of your collect. comfort zone, whatever yeah. it is, you know. You yep. open up to something new, but you still have to move away. You know, you still have to keep advancing. Keep and I think you have to come back into the old, like, I look at, I'm coming back to a life that was many, many, many years ago. And being able to come back in that reflection of many people that have so-called stayed the same. Maybe they haven't. I have no idea until I'll be with them. But actually being able to go back in there, and it's almost a barometer for, you know, have I evolved, you know? But then you think, what is evolution? Evolution is, first of all, not being the way you used to be. It's growing. You know when you're growing. Exactly. But the thing is, is that we gauge growing As on compared what? to where you were before. But I know, but... If you have improved, if your focus is improved, if yeah, yeah. you let go of old patterns that are not serving, it, then you grow. Well, you want criteria if you're able to reflect tomorrow about who you were yesterday and say something about it, you grew. Because when you're in it, you can't reflect on it. But the funniest thing <laughs> to me is the ultimate state of existence is deeply rested in space, in peace, in just emptiness. For me, as a man. Well, I want to tell you something. So what you just described is death. What, happen, what happens after death? You know, my, my teacher, Ronit, used to say that quiet, you know, having, having it quiet, it's not a place to reach. It's never going to be quiet here. Yeah. But it's, it's a, she says it's a quietness or stillness or, or this thing is the way you approach things, but it's not a place to aspire for 
quiet, you'll have quiet, a lot of quiet in the grave. Um, it's never going to be quiet I around will, here. I will disagree <laughs> with that, but, okay. but, but it's always <laughs> going to be complex. Right. I mean, if you're in the word world, you're always going to see levels, it's always going to be complex. You come, you, you deal with it the from a certain place, but don't look for it to be quiet. The quiet is a chatter <laughs> in your brain. If you can still that, then you have the quiet. And there's always quiet. And then there's always quiet. Because it is an inner thing. She's right about it. You can that. take it to masculine and feminine. What a masculine yearns for is death. That's what the masculine, that's why we have wars. That's why we have, uh, it's masculine energy, wanting to die, wanting Actually, to transform, wanting to, def no. So, so it's a good, you're saying it's a good thing to aspire to, to quiet, but, but you should also know that as long as you're alive, it's not going to be quiet, you're not going to, nobody's going to leave you alone, you have to keep growing, it's not going to be quiet around you. Actually, <laughs> Actually <laughs> you can go meditate in a cave, live in the woods, that will be quiet. Yeah, but and then you're not in the world. If you want to impact, there's always going to be noise around you, and the more you impact, the more the noise. But, but listen. So the quiet is a place in the, the quiet To come from. The quiet yeah. is, not to go, is, yeah. is in here. That is, that's why I'm saying. This is the Himalayan it's cave. It's a place to come from, right. not from. to go to. From. Exactly. But that was my whole point, is that, okay, I'm growing, I'm evolving, I'm doing all of these things, yet something inside of me is not changing at all. It's actually opening more and more and more and more to this very deep sense of space. Oh, it opens more and more and more and more. It's evolving. Yeah, no. that's the thing. I mean, no. the, the meaning of no. growth it's might there. be only opening to something that's already there, yeah. but it's degrees but of there. It's opening and opening and opening and opening, then it's changing. Yeah, it doesn't stay the same. It's always been there. Yeah, yeah, but there's it's not walls around it. So that, so you this change. is this is the dynamic of growth. Just, just change it. No, growing but or do you see, growing. But do you see <laughs> that the world looks at a complete opposite? It's never about destruction. It's always about creation. Mm, okay, so you said there's the dynamic of growing. But the masculine is destruction. Is uh -huh. okay. Is transformation is. To me, it's just letting more of that space come into my existence that's already been there and letting more of it take over and take over and take over and take over. That doesn't stop me from pursuing all of the growth and all of the things in the world. But ultimately, that, for me, is the goal. So you're saying maybe the masculine energy in us is growing through destruction of the things that closed us? And the feminine is going through creation of new patterns, new spaces. Well, the way that, that I mean, the way that a lot of people talk about it is that the feminine is all of creation, life force. life force, and everything that is noise, you could call it, and the masculine is everything that is space. I like that. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I think we can finish on that. No. Yeah. Because that was a beautiful way to finish. <laughs> you grow, guys. You grow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for